Hello, how is everybody doing? How are we all? How are we all? 2019 is here. How's everybody start to the year been? Anything exciting happened for you guys? Not much going on this end. But 2019, man, it's going to be a big year. A big year for sports, especially. Um, a lot had happened at the end of 2018. Let's just uh, break down some of that uh, before we get into the start of 2019. Um, the NFL playoffs, uh, they came to it, uh, the regular season came to an end. Uh, with the cup, with eight teams going through to fight it out for the Super Bowl, it's now down to four. Uh, we'll talk about those teams in a bit. Um, obviously, the festive football, which is always a lot of fun. Good, good festive period. It was a good festive period for Spurs and, and Man United. Uh, not so much for Chelsea. Um, and then the start of the obviously brought that first loss of the season for Liverpool, but they're still doing all right. They're still doing all right. Alright, so the new year, 2019. I said it's going to be a big sporting year. And here are a few reasons why. Uh, there's a ton of World Cups coming on. Uh, there's the Cricket World Cup, which is here in England. I think England and Wales come in June, July, I think. So that's going to be fun. The Ashes is straight after that, which is going to be a great spectacle as well. Especially if David Warner, or David Warner, sorry, and Stephen Smith are in the Australian team, a lot of stick will be flying their way, so that's going to be fun. Um, I think March it is for the start of the new F1 season. Um, the summer transfer window, that's always good. Uh, the Rugby World Cup in Japan this year as well. That's going to be another big, big tournament. Um, and also the Netball World Cup. Just found that out today, actually. So a lot to look forward to sports-wise, man. A lot to look forward to in 2019 um, coming up quite soon uh, the Super Bowl first week of February uh, Maroon 5 are going to be headlining that halftime show so that should be good uh, I think Travis Scott's going to be there as well Big Boy makes a little bit of an appearance at halftime um, so that's going to be fun man that's going to be a good a good evening that Super Bowl on the first I think it's the first Sunday in February so Definitely looking forward to that. Alright, so what are we going to be talking about on this episode? Episode 16, we're going to look at the difference or we're going to put to, together Sky Sports and BT Sport and see which one is the better sports broadcaster. Now, I've been wanting to do this one for a while because obviously the two um, compete when it comes to Premier League. Um, and obviously Sky Sports just took the NBA away from BT um, and for a long while, well for the longest time to be honest, Sky Sports has been obviously the mainstay for football but BT got the Champions League Champions League rights which is which is a big, big thing for them especially now that the English teams are doing pretty well um, so I think they're up and coming, they're up and coming but before we get into the main part of this episode uh, let's talk a little bit about this weekend that's just passed us by Man United, six games on the bounce. David De Gea, oh my God. Oh my God, David De Gea was unreal. 11 saves in the second half, I think it was, which is phenomenal. I mean, to be honest, the one thing I would say is that none of those 11 saves were like, oh my God, that was crazy. It was more like saves that he should have made. 
Um, and I think the Spurs strikers, well, they just didn't really aim for the corners, to be honest. Most of the things were pretty close to David, so their saves he should have made, but obviously a lesser keeper uh, wouldn't have done so well. So that was a bit of <coughs> good good football on that on this weekend that's just gone. Um, Harry Kane, just found out today, Harry Kane's going to be out until uh, the end of, or the start of March, I think it was, the start of March. That's a big blow for Spurs, a big blow. And if you're a fan of Spurs, I think that's your title hopes done. Um, Champions League, he's going to miss both the games against Borussia Dortmund, so that's probably done. Uh, he's going to miss the second leg against Chelsea. Um, so in the in the Carabao Cup so I don't know I mean they're winning 1-0 so maybe they can see that one out but damn man Harry Kane is out until March that's big big news if you're a Spurs fan um, looks like Alvaro Morata is going to be on his way out of Chelsea as well uh, Atletico Madrid so it's a bit of transfer news which is a it's, it's a shame because I, I thought he'd do okay at Chelsea I mean I've never really been his biggest fan um, but they do all right at Chelsea, but it does mean then on Chelsea side of things that they're probably going to try and bring someone in. I heard a lot about Callum Wilson potentially or Gonzalo Higuain. If they get Gonzalo Higuain, I mean, that's going to make them a big, big threat, a big threat. And it might even persuade Eden Hazard to stay because he's 100% going to Real Madrid in the summer. Uh, not only because he wants to, but Real Madrid are shocking right now, so um, they need him for sure. For sure. Um, all right. What else happened this weekend? Playoffs, the NFL playoffs. So this was like the quarterfinals, if you like, if you want to compare it to football. Um, I think it's called, yeah, the, the yeah, it's the quarterfinals, the division, divisional round, I think it's called. I think that's what it's called. But anyways, Tom Brady did, did his thing again. Looking spectacular out there, man. A lot of people thought that the Los Angeles Chargers would go into to Foxborough and, you know, dominate, come out with a big win, but that didn't happen. <laughs> Tom Brady definitely didn't let that happen. The Kansas City Chiefs with the, the young Maverick at quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was killing it, man. He, he, he looks like a good, good, good quarterback. Um, so they played pretty well. Beat the Indianapolis Colts. Thankfully, the Dallas Cowboys lost. Not really a fan of them, to be fair. Um, but <laughs> they lost to the St. Louis Rams. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the New Orleans Saints. And I'm, I'm looking at the Saints, and I think that's going to be my Super Bowl pick. I know there's only four teams, so <laughs> that's not really a major thing. But still, out of the four, I'm, I'm going with Drew Brees and those New Orleans Saints. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully they go and win another Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. And I think if they do, I think that would be it for Drew Brees. I think he might just retire on top, to be fair. And that's why I think that's my opinion. Um, but yeah. The other the other thing I want to just quickly touch on before we get into our Sky Sports versus BT. Um, so there were a few rumors going around this week about, or this weekend rather, uh, about Gareth Southgate potentially being looked at for the... Um, permanent uh, head coaching role at Man United this summer, <clears throat> and I just like I just wanted to know what you guys think. To be honest, I mean for me, I don't I don't think Gareth Southgate Gareth Southgate is the guy. Uh, I know he's done well with uh, England 
took him to a semi-final but that's a cup competition it's a national team it's not it's definitely not the same thing it's not games week in week out um and he he had 151 games in charge of Middlesbrough and he had a win percentage of 29.8 now obviously Middlesbrough aren't you know they're not building a, a super team to compete at the top of the Premier League but that's that's still pretty dire man 29.8 and I just don't think he's the guy I just don't think he's the guy. I know you're gonna get. I know a lot of people say, "Well, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't really have a great record um, with Cardiff," which is true. But he has he has got a good record with his team in Norway, um, and they play week in week out. It's, I think it's different than being a national team manager. A national team manager, you know, you're building up towards four or five weeks in the summer. Um, being a club. Uh, a club team manager you're you've got every week there's something going on like there's literally no rest even during the off season you know there's still transfers pre-season all of that um and i just don't i just hope they don't go with him i think there are other better candidates out there um and also because you know he's doing his thing with the national team as well that's that's a that's a big thing and if he leaves now everybody was all so excited for the euros Straight after the World Cup as well, England had a, everyone was thinking England can ever have a good run at the Euros. You never know, and if he goes, I'm not sure they'll get that chance. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, so let me know what you guys think about that. Um, Gareth Southgate, main night head coach. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the main part of today's episode. Uh, which is looking at Sky Sports and BT Sport. Which is the better sports broadcaster? Right, so BT versus Sky Sports. I should say BT Sport versus Sky Sports. Now, we're going to look at uh, the football coverage of the both uh, to begin with because obviously that's like the main part um, football obviously is the biggest sport that both of those um, sh- uh, channels show um, so let's just I just I just wanted to tell you exactly why I decided to do this um, topic for uh, this particular episode I basically came across um, a tweet where um, one guy was basically he was commenting on um, the football coverage of BT um, and how he um, found it more entertaining um, and more enjoyable to watch than the Sky Sports coverage. Now, obviously, it's nothing to do with the football itself. He's talking about uh, pre-game and post-game um, and what those both uh, those those channels both offer. So, I mean, I, I was thinking this myself to be honest. Um, and uh, like for me, when it comes to Sky Sports, um, the pre-game stuff seems to be like it's only it's only good when Jamie Jamie Carragher or Gary Neville do it. To be honest, so I'm not talking about Monday Night Football. That's totally different. We'll talk about that after. I'm just talking about like before um, a game, a big game, or any game that comes on Sky Sports. When Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher are involved, you know, like you want to sit down and listen to what they say. They're quite insightful, you know. They 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 give good thoughts about uh, the game coming up. Um, they express their opinion really well. 
Um, and I think when it when they're both together, obviously they have this like fantastic relationship that kind of really works. Um, what what they lack, Sky Sports for me, is like um, a presenter that is able to like steer the ship um, and bring the show together. Like give it a bit more than just you know the guys offering their opinions on on things. You know, ask good questions and kind of breathe a bit of life into into the into the pre-game and post-game show when Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher there's different because they do that themselves but like when I when I see Graham Souness and um like other people on the show it's just it's kind of dull it's kind of boring for me um it's not it's nothing new he just like he seems to say the same things over and over again no offense to the guy but I don't know I just feel like they need a younger like a young presenter someone who's kind of in touch with maybe like social media drop something like that during the pre-game or the post-game um, and things like that for me. I mean, what I think BT Sport have that is far and away better than Sky Sports is uh, their host, Jake Humphreys, when he does the Premier League Premier League games, he's awesome. I think he's really good. I think he comes across pr- pretty good on the TV as well. Like the questions he asks, he's got a good bit of banter about him. He knows how to like engage with the guests and and bring him in to, to like answer all types of questions and, and things like that and he doesn't just ask them like simple stuff that you know you know what the answer is going to be straight away um, and I don't think Sky Sports have that with any of their presenters to be honest they're just a bit dull uh, just a bit boring to me um, and also like I mean uh, it's, it was quite evident as well when it was I think it was the the Le Mans City Liverpool game and it's like it's the biggest game of the season like so far it's the biggest game of the season and and it was just like the build-up was so poor like I just didn't really like I don't know I just wasn't up for it I just, I just didn't really care I know it's all about the football and etc etc but if you're gonna have a pre-game show you better make it good man you, you better add something to it something that gives like the viewer a sense of anticipation about the main event that's about to come and it just didn't have anything like that like I think it was Jolien Lescott and Grant Zunes I mean no offense but come on man give me better guests than that for the biggest game of the season so far that's who you're going to come out with and the presenter whoever she was is shocking as well I just I don't know I just wasn't impressed I just just didn't feel that kind of excitement that kind of buzz about about the game and I know it's all about the game but if you're going to have a pre-game show and a post-game show you better make it good and I think BT do that pretty well like especially with the guys that they have in they're, they're quite opinionated I mean Paul Scholes and uh, like Rio Ferdinand, there's always something coming out when they're on the show. Always something coming out. Even Owen Hargreaves to a certain extent, you know, there's always something good coming out. Steve McManaman's pretty good. Um, and Sky Sports, they just don't have that. Like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville are it. And without them, I don't know where they'd be. I mean, Thierry Henry's gone, which was a shame for them. Um, like, I think Jamie Renup does a decent job. He's not too bad either. I think he's coming in. He, he's making a like a... What's the word? Not more comfortable in the role, but he just seems to be a bit more outspoken. He's just saying how he feels and stuff. Like the little thing between him, him and Graham's, Graham Souness is pretty good about Paul Pogba. Um, that's that's pretty good to watch, and that's something that's what you want from Sky Sports. But you want that uh, a bit more frequently than it actually is. I'm like I don't want to wait for a Man United game and hope that they're both on there so they can have their little spat about Paul Pogba. Just, you want it to be a bit more consistent, and that's my opinion anyway. Um, now with BT Sport, when when Jake Humphreys like the presenter, when he 
when he comes on the show and whoever his guests are whoever the pundits may be he's got a good like bit of back and forth with them and maybe it's because you know they're a bit younger they're a bit more consistent as well with appearing on the show so he has a bit of banter with them he already has a good relationship off the screen so on the screen you can see that but it's just good it's just you know it's, it's good to watch it's, some of it is a bit comedic as well which helps obviously um and i think sky are lacking that i think they're lacking someone a bit younger to present maybe someone of uh you know an ethnic background as well that that wouldn't go amiss but they, i think they're just they're lacking a good presenter uh for these big 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 games man that that man city liverpool game i was very disappointed uh with the pre-game show it's a big game you want to be excited about it you want to have a good build-up to it. Just there was nothing there for me. I'm, I'm sure if BT Sport did that, they would have done it f- like a million times better. And Jay Humphries is he's quite in touch with like the social media and all of that. Um, and he, I think he might be given the reins a bit more so he can just go off off topic, do his do his own thing. There isn't like a script he has to stick to. Um, and I think he just does it so much better, so much better at BT Sport. All right. Well, the one thing that Sky do have well. Uh, or do have well <laughs> the one thing that Sky do do well is their Monday night football um, oh, I think that's like one of the best football shows out there but again only really when it's Jamie and Gary Neville like the big topics surrounding football like the Raheem Sterling thing that, that I've spoken about in the last episode that was Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and they were they were awesome on Monday night football they were so good and like they offer up their opinion. They're not afraid to challenge one another. And I think that's wicked. And and that's probably the, the best football show that they have Monday Night Football. Obviously, all the great insight, the tactical knowledge and, and such things like that, that's that's a bonus. But just, just their opinions, the way they articulate themselves. I think Gary a bit more than Jamie, but they're just very good at... And they come across really well on the TV, on the TV as well. And you just want to sit there. You want to listen to what they have to say. I think Gary Neville has a little podcast uh, that he does after every Sunday Sunday afternoon game, uh, which is pretty good. Um, and that's one of the best things about uh, the football coverage on Sky, that Monday night football. Um, and I can probably compare that to, I think it's Premier League football tonight on BT Sport, which is a thing they do after the evening game on a Saturday um, so whatever game that comes live on a Saturday straight after that um, they have Premier League football tonight um, which is a bit more again it's a bit more interactive in terms of as a fan you might you might even get on the show they have like at the start I think they do like fan clips from certain games to get a fan's perspective uh, and then they go on like the most uh, popular topics was trending at the moment they discuss that they obviously have their preset questions uh, but it's it's really good that's another another good thing that uh, bt sport doing jay Humphries delivers it well um, no matter who the pundits are as well you, you get a little insight depending on who they are actually so he'll try and ask them something a bit more personal related to their footballing career what and what have you uh, which you might have not known before and and nowadays all kind of everyone's supposed to be more accessible all famous people anyway like all athletes are supposed to be a bit a uh, lot more accessible actually and with the use of instagram and twitter and everything um that's the way it's going and bt sport kind of have clocked onto that and they do a really good job of it i'm showing that during their uh, football shows um but yeah the premier league football tonight and, and monday night football those two are pretty good i know sky um sky have the debate as well 
which is again it's a good show um i think it's i mean i can't say i watch it every day it's a bit much every day but uh, that's just my opinion i mean obviously some people love listening to it it's a podcast as well i think some people love watching it every day uh, which is fair enough and obviously if there's something if there's something big that's happened in the football world i'll, I'll have a listen i mean when um man united sacked jose Mourinho, I, I think i watched it that night with paul merson and uh what he had to say which was which was really good um but again with that i think that whoever presents it that makes a big difference to the show um i think jeff shreves presented it a couple of times when i saw it um and that was really good like he does a really good job again uh with the questions that he asks with the debate that he likes to get going around the table and and that was pretty impressive the other guy i'm not sure if he's been on it um jeff sterling i think he's been on it pretty sure it was him the guy that presents or hosts soccer saturday he's really good i think he does countdown as well so <laughs> but he's really good man he, he's obviously another one that can stir up a good debate um get the pundits you know really passionate about what they want to say and stuff like that which is important as a presenter and i think those two guys if those two guys were to present maybe like a i don't know a big game on a sunday or a uh, Saturday or whenever it might be I think that would go down a, a lot better than who they have right now um, but yeah that, that that's a pretty good football show as well the debate um, every day not for me personally don't, I, don't, I don't think there's in, I don't think there's a lot that goes on that you can talk about every day maybe every other day three times in the week potentially um, but yeah fair enough I mean if it's working for them so why not um all right so moving away from the football uh let's just think about what else guy has and i think it pretty much dominates bt in a, in a lot of ways uh, moving away from the football um they have the nfl coverage which is awesome i think it's oh, it's probably one of the best um one of the best sports that they host on their on their channels um, in terms of like the pre-game stuff as well you you get guys from the nfl that come in to explain the intricacies the tactics um, and if you don't know the game at all you know they used to do a thing where um they have like this uh i think it had like 10 15 minutes during the show where they try and break down the basic rules of the game which was pretty good as well i think now they're starting to uh, like connect and, and link up with uh, the American broadcasters as well so they have a little back and forth with them um, and it's really good that you know they let the when when the game comes on they let the American broadcasters take over kind of thing let them have their commentators and everything I think they have to anyway but uh, that's that's a pretty good uh, part of the show as well um, the cricket that Sky Sports show as well they've, they've got a great team great team when it comes to cricket coverage uh, I'm talking about England specifically. They've got a great, great group of guys that have a good relationship. They have good um, chemistry between them, um, so it's, it's it's good to listen to even if the game isn't that interesting. Um, they all, all the guys of that's of the cricket team are, are pretty good. Um, like I just mentioned, Gillette Soccer Saturday, kind of football, but uh, with Jeff Sterling and Paul Merson and Phil Thompson. Charlie Nichols and there's one guy I'm missing. Oh, Matt Letizier. They're pretty good. Again, they have a good relationship. I think they've been doing it for a while, so that helps. Um, the only thing I don't like about Sky Sports is their... Well, one of the things I don't like about, about Sky Sports is their NBA coverage. I think that sucks. Um, I think when BT had it, it was a lot better. BT used to 
give you like the pre-game but they didn't do the pre-game themselves um they kind of left it to the american broadcasters to do it so you got like a little bit of an insight into what goes on over there in the states and how they see like you got you got a bit more knowledge from them because obviously they know more about it it's, it's an american sport but here I don't, there's no pre-game it's just straight to the game so if you've never seen basketball before if you're trying if you're new and you're trying to get into it it's a terrible way to go about it absolutely terrible way to go about it and i think it's pretty shocking as well i mean not a fan of their coverage um and i think i mentioned before as well they kind of cut off one of the games as it was coming towards the end uh, and they missed the overtime as well which was ridiculous so yeah, i'm not really a fan of the M nba coverage on sky sports i think what they've done actually so the nba has a thing called nba tv it's, you can get like nba league pass which is like a, a subscription streaming service to watch any all of the nba games if you pay like a, a yearly amount or a, or a monthly amount whatever you want to do um and you can watch all the games and nba tv have obviously their own hosts and stuff and i think what sky sports have done they've <laughs> it looks like they've bought the subscription package themselves and now they're just showing it on their uh, via their channel that's what it looks like to me anyway which is terrible uh, because you might as well just go buy that yourself to be honest um, and watch it on NBA TV not on Sky Sports but that's just my opinion um, what do BT Sport have apart from the, of, of Champions League forgot to, mem forgot to mention the Champions League with Gary Lineker that's a good shout as well that's not a bad host he does, uh, he does it okay um, he does it okay um, but he's a good host they have some good guests on there as well always um, I like the thing that they do uh, with I think it's Euro goals or something where you can just um, if you go to that channel I think they just switch to from one game to the next to the next to the next depending on what's going on in the game um, if there's something exciting happening if there's a goal happening obviously they just switch switch from uh, one game to the next they don't just stick on one game which is pretty cool I like that um, the other things that BT Sport have obviously the boxing now. Um, I think obviously they've tried to elevate their their boxing coverage since the Tyson Fury uh, Deontay Wilder fight, which is fair enough. You got Piggy Bank off a phenomenal fight. Um, they've got all these interviews with Tyson Fury. I'm sure they're trying to get a few more big fights on their channel. Um, the UFC, which is another big hit with BT Sport, and that's always been big on there. I think their coverages of from the American broadcasters, which again really helps. Um, you might as well give it over to the Americans to do their thing and just show it what goes on. It gives us a bit more insight <clears throat> as well, instead of trying to do it all on your own, especially if you don't live there where, where the event is actually taking place. It doesn't really, doesn't really help. And if you can't get the right guests, that's obviously going to hinder your pre-game and post-game coverage. Um, the one area where they don't do that, funnily enough, is in the cricket. Um, so this Australia-India series, like pre- and post-game coverage has been rubbish. There hasn't been any, to be honest, pre-game, nothing at all. Um, and it's a shame because I've read about all these fantastic interviews that we haven't been able to watch. And obviously the great insight that the cricketers are giving that we haven't been able to see uh, before the game. Um, and that's probably where BT fall, fall down for me. Uh, that That coverage isn't very good. Uh, not really impressed it's just pretty much straight to the game a bit like the NBA on Sky Sports um, and they have this one guy that does like a little voiceover 
to explain what's going on, which is so bad, actually. It's really bad. It's frustrating. I don't, I don't really care what he has to say. Just let the guys that are there, that are at the game, that are, you know, drawn into the series, that are around the series, let them talk about it. Um, yeah, and it would have been nice to, to see a bit of more, bit more post-game interviews, a bit more insight into that particular series, India-Australia. Um, but, yeah. That's not. That's probably the only thing I don't really like about BT. Um, I haven't seen any of their rugby coverage, but I heard it's pretty good. Um, I heard it's, it's worth the watch, definitely. Um, the MotoGP, obviously, they got that. Oh, also, oh, I forgot about the Formula One, Sky Sports. That's huge, man. That's fantastic coverage. Sky Sports Formula One. That is awesome. That's probably one of the best. One of the best things they've ever done <clears throat> to get that because that coverage is phenomenal. They have great insight. Great little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Great little interviews. Um, they do a lot of work pre-game, uh, pre-race and post-race, which is awesome as well. Gives you great, great knowledge about F1 if you didn't know it too much or if you only watched it every now and then. They help you out a lot. And the F1 show as well, that's awesome. That's once a week, I think. Which is, So it's not like the football debate or it's every day, which is pretty good as well. So yeah, that F1 coverage on Sky is awesome. That's That's probably one of the best things that they have. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I feel like uh, if we were to sum this all up, I feel like BT Sport are like the the young pretender that's coming up the ranks, and you know they're looking dangerous, looking really, really dangerous, and they've got a few good things coming going their way, and they just need a couple of more to push them past Sky, because for me, Sky Sports are just a bit a bit behind the times. Um, I, th- I reckon I really do think that they need to get some young people in there, some younger people in there um, to help them out with the social media side of things. Even like Sky Sports News is awful to watch now. It's just so bad. Like it just looks so dry and boring. It's just uh, it's just so straight and narrow. Like there's nothing fun about it. There's not really any comedic value. Um, and if there is any comedic value, it's kind of like really bad dad jokes so (laughs) yeah they need to change things up man they need to get some young blood in there just to keep them on top because they're going to be falling behind soon i think so anyway they're going to have a going to have a real fight on their hands with bt because bt sports coverage has definitely stepped up and i am very very impressed with that all right well let me let me know how you guys think (laughs) who's your preferred sports broadcaster I think for me at the moment, I know Sky have the like the most football, um, so that helps. But if it was just about what they deliver, um, aside from the main event, then definitely BT. BT are looking strong to me, and I think they'll they'll come on strong in these in the years to come. But <clears throat> you never know. Hopefully, Sky Sports will change their ways, add a bit more youth, add a bit more excitement, add a bit more comedy value, if you like. Um, to what they do but we'll see what happens we will see what happens alright when we come back we're going to have a little shout out of the week okay so this week my shout out of the week is going to go to Mahendra Singh Dhoni um, for those of you who don't know he is an Indian cricketer. He is a wicketkeeper for the one-day team. Um, and he had a fantastic knock earlier today in the second ODI against Australia. Um, 
where he looked exhausted to be honest man i think it was like 40 degree heat they were playing in anyway um so no wonder but he was he was phenomenal man for a guy that's got a lot of heat um over these past couple of months maybe even years to be honest you know a lot of people have said that he's getting on i think he's 37 um they've got like a young guy who is coming through um and a lot of people wanted wanted to see him but they stuck with ms and he's and he's shown why class innings today great knock and hopefully he's there for the world cup man i'd love to see him his last hurrah if you like um when the world cup takes place here in june or june and july uh, but yeah ms Tony, shout out of the week and just a quick note on that series one or uh, it's a three game series third game is this friday morning early morning obviously because uh, it's in melbourne australia um so yeah if you guys get a chance make sure you watch the highlights or check out a bit of the game uh it's on bt sport as you should know already uh seeing as we just talked about it but yeah give it a watch it's going to be a good one all right guys i realize i've gone way over my half an hour time slot um so there are no honorable mentions this week um but i've got a few in mind for next week's episode um and the randomness section or the miscellaneous section um there's no more festive coffee so (laughs) i'm gonna have to think of something for next for next week uh which is a shame i might do a little bit on veganism for our randomness section next week seeing as everybody's on that uh veganuary hype um me included from monday to friday only though saturday sunday eat what you like that's a good way to get into it though slowly but surely uh, get the body going right with plants but yeah all right guys as always it's been a pleasure a pleasure chatting with you um, and think about that sky sports versus bt sport and if you're a young presenter out there uh hopefully of ethnic origin because i'd love to see a bit of diversity at sky sports um <laughs> but if you are um do your thing man try and get yourself a job there because they need it they're struggling they're struggling but yeah all right guys until next time